0: Ephesians chapter two, sir. Sure. And I'm going to read it verse eleven. Ephesians two and verse eleven. It says, "War for remember." Everybody say, "Remember." Remember, remember that you, being in times past, Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called circumcision in the flesh made by hands that at that time you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise having no hope and without God in the world but now in Christ Jesus ye who were sometimes were far off are made nigh By the blood of Christ. I know some of that may sound like Swahili, and I'll see if I can make that make some sense in a moment. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your grace. Thank you, God, for the opportunity to be in your house on this last Sunday of the year. just ask that you would help us, God, in your precious, wonderful name. Jesus' name, amen. Paul looked at his writing to the Ephesians church, and he said, Orful, remember, today, I, I guess I say it every year, but today as we find ourselves on the last Sunday of 2018, does time fly by or what? Man, I guess the youngest one sitting up here would be Ronnie. How old are you now, Ronnie? How old? No. Makes me feel that much older. 29. It seemed like yesterday I remember when you were being born. <laughs> as well as um, all of our kids, we probably feel the same time. Same with all of it here. We find ourselves in 2018, the last Sunday in time, surely flies. The text today that I read um, had some words, you know, circumcision, Use uncircumcision, all that. Let me read it from the message paraphrase. It's not a translation, but it's a paraphrase, and this is a pretty good reading of this particular scripture and, and kind of um, take me into what I want talk about today. But The message Bible says in my text this way, he said, don't take any of this for granted. It was only yesterday that you were outsiders to God, God's ways, and had no ideal of any of this. He's saying it's just seemed like yesterday that you wasn't a part of the church is what he's saying. Didn't know the first thing about the way God works. Had the faintest idea of Christ. You knew nothing that rich history of God's covenants and promises with Israel. He was saying you didn't know anything about the fact of how Abraham became the people of the circumcision and how they were uh, uh, all set apart. He goes on to say, and had the clue about what God was doing in the world at large. Now, because of Christ dying the death, shedding that blood, you who were once out of all out of it altogether are in everything. He's saying, you you had no ideal. It just somebody guessing, you, you had no ideal about what God is doing, and now then, you're a part of it. I like that phrase it uses here. It was only yesterday. It was only yesterday. I, it, it seemed like that I was a child. Anybody would agree? Sometimes it seemed like a long way, but really, it just seemed like only yesterday. Me and, and Anthony was going down that big hill there in front of my mom's old place on Big Wheel. That's what I was fixing to say. Big green machines. Um, just seemed like yesterday. That I remember Brother Jesse Hendricks going down that hill and hitting the ramp and coming up. And handlebars coming off and crashing. That's getting in trouble. It's just like yesterday I was a child. It just seemed like yesterday that I was getting married. And the truth of the matter is this coming year, we're going to be celebrating 26 years. Now then, my kids, it seemed like it's just yesterday. Now my baby girls is fixing to get married in less than a month. It just seems like yesterday we'd started the church. And now then we're fixing to be celebrating 13 years in this new year. Ten years in this particular building. The last part of uh, next year. Believe it. Just like yesterday almost that we had the ice storm. And the truth of the matter is it's going to be ten years next month or of February. Time seems to fly. But It seemed like yesterday was the last service of 2017, but here we are. In my opinion, I think we should reflect on, when we get to the end of the year, I think we should reflect on the last year. I think we should reflect on it and think about our future. Think about what the new year is bringing. Think about what was in the old year. Think about how the new year is coming about, what it could do with us. We should remember the events both both good and bad. Sometimes we have a tendency to want to shut everything out, but sometimes we really we need to look at some of that bad stuff in the passing of the year and let us take that into the new year. So today, on this last Sunday morning of 2018, I want to talk on this thought for just a few minutes, uh, reflecting to the future. Sometimes we like say re- reflecting on the past, but today I want to put it this way: reflecting to the future, reflecting in the context of how I'm using it today. It doesn't mean like you're looking in a mirror and it's reflecting your image back at you, or the sun's reflecting off that into your eyes. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about today. Uh, when you look at the definition, I looked it up, to make sure with it all day, but it. Uh, Reflecting, it means to take serious thought or or some serious consideration. I think we should take and reflect on things that happens in our life. We want to shut everything out in our life. We want to just put everything aside. and, And sometimes we reflect on the bad and not the good, and sometimes we reflect on the good and not the bad. We think we should reflect on everything in our lives. When we get to the end of the year, I think it's very important that we look I remember 2016 was a year that I wanted to go away and never come back. And I'm glad it's gone. There were things that year that was not very fun at all. And you know what? Yet I can still today at the end of 2018 look back on that year, reflect on it, and think about some things that I've done good and things I didn't. We, we buried three people that year. But in the 2014, Brother John passed. His mother, Brother Troy, Pelo passed. And that year, both my kids had failed engagements. I'm thankful at this point, but it was hard going through it. It was a hard year. Now, we're looking at a new year coming to us. And I think it's important that we reflect on the past. That can help us for the future. Reflecting to the future. Not just reflecting on the past, but reflecting to the future. Is reflecting on the past is it a biblical concept? I'm doing some research last night, studying, thinking about this, but actually thinking about it all last few weeks about this day. Um, the apostle Paul states in Philippians 3 and 13 through 14 something that's quoted a lot, brethren. account not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Paul said forgetting those things which are behind. And he said reaching forth those things which are before. He said I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Paul's telling us to forget everything behind us here. But, but is Paul telling us to forget everything that's ever happened before we met Jesus? Is this a command to just completely purge to wipe our minds of all of our memories of things that's happened in the past. I think it's real important that we not just look at these two verses, but we consider the passages uh, in this scripture that comes before these words that Paul said this. Paul had just listed all his, uh, his religious qualifications that to the Jewish mind were of extreme supreme importance and he he, he states he said, I, I consider all, consider everything a loss because uh, of the better worth of just knowing who Jesus is. And Paul's making the point that no fleshly accomplishment matters in comparison with the fact of us knowing Jesus or, or, or being born again. He's telling us that regardless of, uh, of, of how good or how bad we may have been, we all got to come to Jesus the same. We've got to humble ourselves. We've got to repent. And we've got to realize that we're undeserving of his, of his forgiveness at all. And then he says, forget it. Paul's not meaning let's just forget everything in the past. Because honestly, think about this today. If somebody uh, if you've been through a bitter divorce, how can you forget that? You may want to, but in reality, you're not going to forget it. S- Sister. Stephanie's sitting here today he lost her husband at a young age uh, a few years ago. How do you forget somebody that you was married to for how long? Fifteen years? Seventeen years? I mean, you lose him earlier than you should have. How do you? How you don't forget that? I mean, honestly, I mean, Dad getting killed like he did in a hunting accident twenty plus years ago. How do you, you don't forget that. You, you can't just totally forget that and let it go away. The word forgetting in this passage doesn't mean forget it as if wipe it out of your memory. It means no longer caring for or neglecting or refusing to focus on it. You're not going to get some of our memories out of our minds. Our memory stores millions of pieces of information to game through our, uh, uh, our senses ever since the time of our birth. Listening to some stuff, I should have wrote it down, didn't do it, but uh, talking about all the different memories that go through our minds and all the thoughts that go through our mind every day and constantly all this stuff that's going through our minds. And our, our mind just it stores all these millions of, of pieces in our mind information and, and some experiences are, are impossible to forget. And any effort that we try to forget them sometimes only makes them bigger. And Paul's not, he's not telling us to just to, to, to have a, a memory wipe. You know, you can your phone gets dragging slow sometimes. You can go through there and you begin to wipe your memory out. So, you know, it, as you use your phones or your computers, it picks up little data pieces that call cookies and all this stuff and, and collects your phone. And sometimes you can just slow your phone down. It, it does that way with our life, too, you know. But, I mean, you just uh, you go in there to certain spots. You can download apps or whatever that just cleans the memory out and makes it um, free, you know. But Paul's not telling us just—he's telling us to uh, focus on the present and the future more than just on the past. It's easy to live in the past. It's easy. Somebody hurt you to concentrate if be stuck on that, or or some tragic event happened to your life. But, but but whether it's a a past victory, brother Donnie. That, that our minds continue to replay our past defeat in our life that, that just seems to hang over us. It, it, it needs to really be left in the past. Nothing hinders the present like being stuck in another time. And using Paul's forgetfulness means we count the past. It doesn't mean that we just count it as nothing. We don't just cut strings that tie us to that Bygone moments. We 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 uh, uh we what we do. We we refuse to allow the past to destroy our future. We leave it behind, and we adopt our new identity with Jesus. I'm thankful that He says in Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things pass away. Behold, all things are become new. I'm thankful that we can become new people in Jesus. And that, that the past, we don't have to live in it. But Brother Donnie, we're not going to get rid of it. It's still there. We're not going to forget everything in the sense of being oblivious to it. It's just going to go away. No, it's, it's still there. In fact, there are many times that God He's instructed us to remember. Deuteronomy 9 and 7, Moses, was, he told the Israelites, he said, remember this, and he said, never forget how you made God mad. He told Moses, he said, he said from the day you left Egypt to the time you arrived here, you, you've been a rebellious people against God. You need to not forget that. Because if you do, you may become rebellious again. Psalm 1711 says, <clears throat> we're, we're encouraged to remember all God's done for us. He said, The psalmist said, I'll remember the works of the Lord. Surely I'll remember thy wonders of old. And he was saying, I, I remember the good things he's done for me. Psalms 103 2 and 3 said, Bless the Lord, O my soul. We sing about it. And forget not all of his benefits, who forgiveth all of our iniquities, who healeth all our diseases. And, we're, and what we were before Jesus saved us, as in our text today, the writer said, Wherefore remember that time passed, you was Gentiles of flesh. He said, You remember, you were a heathen, and I saved you, my blood cleansed you. But Donnie, I've seen a lot of people who come to church, and the first years during church, man they're just they're on fire for God but through time they do forget where God brought them from a story that brother Fuller used to tell all the time but I think I heard i heard the original story but I don't know where it come from but uh this guy was upset at the young man of the choir that was shouting all the time and running all over the place and finally went to the pastor and complained and said, you need to do something about that young man. He's disturbing everything the service always, running and shouting all over the place. The pastor kind of dropped the head, looked at him and said, yeah, that's what they used to say about you. And he had forgot about it, Brother Donnie. Now he's the dignified one sitting in the seat And forgot how God, that man was still remembering how God brought him out of sin. He was glad to be off of drugs. He was glad to be off of alcohol. He was glad to be delivered. And and, and I think it's important that we do reflect and remember back about some things in our life. About what God has done for us and what God's brought us out of. But the remembering should be. To the glory of God and and for our spiritual benefit. And, and, you know, if, if we're cleansed by the blood of Jesus through real repentance to Him, then no judgment remains for our past failures. Now, you might have been a heathen that nobody wanted to be around, and you want to maybe just forget about that. But you know what? It does do you good to reflect back on that and remember how big of a jerk you was or how big of a whatever you was and remember that God brought you out of that Amen. and let that propel you in the future and help you to realize hey God changed me from that my goodness he can change me from this Amen. I think that's why the writer uh, talked about David when he found himself in Ziklag and the man threatened to destroy to kill him because all of the women and children had been taken away, and they come found their their city of Ziklag burned, and, and all of a sudden they're saying, "David, we're going to stone you. Look what we're following you, and now that your our family's taken away, what are we going to do?" And David, he was sitting there, he was discouraged, but the Bible said he encouraged himself in the Lord. How did he encourage himself? He began to reflect on his life, brother Donnie. He reflected on the fact that God saved him out of the mouth of the lion and the bear. He reflected on how. When he cut Goliath's head off and, and God delivered the children of Israel that day. He reflected on that and that gave him power to step into the future and look at his men that was around. He said, look guys, I understand you're upset but God has done this for us and he's going to do it again here and we're going to get our children back or get our wives. And, and Brother Anthony did. Matter of fact, they went and got all of his children, all of their wives, nobody was destroyed and they also got the school of that land. It's important for us to reflect back about the things that has happened in our life, and let that propel us into the future, and not hold us back from the future. Amen. See, if God chose not to remember our past sins, we can choose to set them aside as well and embrace the fact that the future He promises to us who love Him. And so that brings me today to the heart. I want to talk about on this last Sunday of the year, reflecting to the future. It is. Let me say the only way to truly get to where we need to be in God is to really reflect or take some serious thought or consideration on our past. It's an absolute truth about life that we cannot change what happened in the past. <laughs> and we should focus on enjoying the present and doing the best we can in order to create a better future for ourselves. Look, if you made some bad financial decisions and, and at this point in your life you're in a financial struggle, or somebody else made some bad financial decisions in your life. Or somebody else violated your life and that's messed you up for where you are now. Honestly, what can you do about what happened yesterday? In reality, you can do nothing. There's only one thing you can do. You can make sure the future is different. Or it's something that's good that's happened in your past. You can't just dwell on that old stuff and let that build up pride in your life because if you're not careful you'll be always looking at all the good stuff that you did and you'll never do nothing any better in the future the concept of looking back is extremely beneficial because the back the things, the the stuff that's happening in life is experiences we've had in order to move us forward to go farther To better our future. If things from the past aren't addressed. If they remain incomplete. They can feel like an anchor. Just tied to you. Tied around us and they slow us down. As we attempt to become more in God and do more for God. and just life, Period you you just think about you know maybe a conversation you've had with somebody that let's just take this year perhaps there's a conversation you've had with somebody that that really didn't go as well as you'd like it to go and how did it make you feel when you just couldn't fix it with that person most likely the well, most likely the truth is the longer something like that remains unresolved, the more times you're going to replay in your head. The more times you replay that in your head, Brother Donnie, because you didn't fix that thing, the more that you're focusing on the past and not letting it put you into the future. We, we've got to be willing to acknowledge and, and complete the past in order for us to be able to embrace our future. Life is so full of 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 just our own rich history. Every moment of our past has served as a, a a brick in our life to to build the lives that we are living in today. Everything that's happened, and it's important for us to. Um, there's some things in life, brother. Brother Donnie, we need to honor it. We need to bring it and pass it. We don't pass it along. It's important what we do with those around us. And if we're constantly letting the past uh, dictate our world, it'll affect the people around us. I'm reading a story this week of this uh, people had this dog, and all of a sudden they, the dog got too close to the lawnmower and cut its back legs off. The dog was pregnant. Tuck it to the vet. The vet said, look, I, I can put it to sleep, but if we don't put it to sleep, we can sew these, uh, we can sew these back legs up and and uh, the dog will heal and, the, and the, the pups will be born. That's what they done. They chose to let the doctor sew the legs up. The pups was born, Brother Donnie. The dog didn't let the pass of his legs be cut off. Stop it. The dog learned how to walk. whatever means, I guess, you know, hopping on them two legs in the back, whatever the case and they learned how to walk. Puppies were born, but here's the thing. Because of the dog's past, it affected the puppy's future. Because this is what happened. The puppies learned how to walk, but guess how they walked? Just like mama walked. They hopped around just like mama did, and there wasn't nothing wrong with their legs. What are you saying, Brother Orton? If you're not careful, you can let your past affect those around you's future. And I know we're, the dog may not be able to do this, but you and I, if something like that has crippled us in the past, we don't want that crippling our children, or our spouse, or those around us. And it would do us well to look at the past and realize, I understand that that past has crippled my life, and I've gotta learn how to walk right because my kids need to know how to walk right in the coming future. I understand some of us maybe have been through some hard things this year, and maybe we've been through some good things, and we need to look at that stuff and reflect on it, and reflect that into the future, and let the future build us, and let, let the past build us in the future, and let's learn from what's happening in our life. All the good, all the bad, everything that's happened. Looking back at the past allows us to study the nature of ourselves and help us to recognize why we do what we do. It's so many times, you know, our generation we're living in is such a selfie selfie generation. It's all about me. (laughs) You know, we have conversations with people and and uh, we uh, we can't hear what they're saying by always interjecting our autobiography into their mouth. They say something, we cut them off and we'll tell them all about us. Well, we need to learn to listen to people. <coughs> Love people. <coughs> learn. <Amen. coughs> Grow from our past experiences and bring it into the future. Study ourselves. Learned a lot about myself this year, a whole lot. You know, just think about this. Let me talk to this guy for a second. You know, all of a sudden your wife does something that's really, really insignificant, and we just rah, chop her head off. You would just sit back and think, was it worth that? Why did I really do that? I've been reflecting on some of that stuff this year, and realizing, well, art's just no grouchy or, or nature. I just got to get over it. It's just Lord's having passed that down generation generation generation. I don't want to pass that to my son, my daughter. And if we can begin to reflect on the past of why we do what we do, you know, you've heard the story that no doubt been told over and over and over again about the mom cutting the ends of the ham off, you know, putting it in the pan, and the grand the daughter asking mom, "Why do you cut the ends of the ham off?" Because that's what my mom did. And they go back, I think, all the way to the great-grandmother. So said, why do you cut the ends of the ham off before you put it in the pan? She said, because the ham is too big for the pan. and That's the only way I could get it in there is to cut the ends of the ham off. And when we learn why we do what we do, it either will strengthen what you do or it help you change what you do. And that's why it's so important when we get to the end of the year like we are now, that we look back at this year, we look at the things that we've done well, and we look at the things that we didn't do well, and we learn from that. And we we take and reflect on this stuff. And it's, it's important for us not to look into the past or keep our mind there too long because it can easily trap you there too, though. It, you know, for example, if we have experienced some... Traumatic thing. I, I, I'm not picking on your sister, Stephanie, today, but like, like Brother John passing, it's easy to, to look at the passing of a loved one and get stuck there. It's easy to look at a traumatic accident. Uh, there's somebody we know that actually was in a pretty traumatic accident and hurt themselves, but it's constant. Everything begin to be blamed on that accident, and nothing could ever be right because of the accident. At some point, we just got to realize, well, let's get beyond that. Let's not get stuck there, and let's go into the future and try to make things better. We just keep, we stay there too long our mind. We just keep recycling those memories over and over, making literally the scientific studies that will make the nervous system experience a continuous cycle of the same stress in your life. And we look back and realize, okay, this is what I've done good. And this is what I didn't do good. And let that propel me into the future and make me a better person. Or those around me even better. We want to look back on the past. It's very vital to our current position where we are. So how, how are you finishing 2018 spiritually? question questions we gotta ask ourselves, brother Don. Would we say that today on December the 30th that we're closer to God than we was at January the 1st? Now we've all had a lot of things happen to us during those these uh at this point, I guess, 364 days. Tomorrow we'll make it 365. We've had a lot that's happened, no doubt. Every one of us has had things happen every day, you know, and 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 we're None of us are the same person we was back on January the 1st, 2018. Nobody. Life changes us, it, it molds us into different things, and, and we can't just say that life doesn't. We a lot of it is how we respond to life, what, what we do with it. But the question is, which way did we move in 2018? Was it for the better in your life, or or at this point, is it for the worse in our life? In in 2018, did I do more? Activities for the Lord than ever, or did I back up some? With, in In 2018, we got to ask ourselves these questions: That did, did I Was I seduced by temptation and the competition to try to be like somebody else than than to be more like God? We got to look at ourselves and and think, What's happened this year, and what What areas slowed me down, or what areas made me be better in this in this last year? And I know we should probably do this every day, but it seems like everybody's mindset is on this. Oh, it's a new year. It's a new thing going to happen in my life. And matter of fact, if you study the uh, the fact of what January was, it was it was taken from a man that had actually two faces. He had a face that was looking forward and a face that was looking back. And that's supposedly that. what a lot of people says January is it's a time to look forward and to look back. But really, it should be look back and look forward. Did we grow? We let God change our attitudes and our actions in 2018. Specifically, something I've been working on in 2018 is my actions towards those closest to me my wife and my kids. It's easy to, or easier to, treat somebody else right and then get home and chew your spouse out and your kids out, and treat them like trash. We should treat everybody good. I'm digging a little bit today because I want us to think about some things. Some things I've been thinking about. How did you treat those within your family in 2018? We need to never forget that God is more interested in our character than He is in our blessings. He's more indirect interested in who we really are than the blessings that we acquired in life. What what area in our lives still needs some work? here at the end of 2018, going into 2019? Has our attitudes improved? Would people say that you've become more kinder this year or more grumpier? Would your family say that you were more loving at home or just the same old grouchy person you always was? How about our language? Has it become more Christ-like this year? I'm not even speaking about foul language. I'm just talking about general speaking. All this stuff affects our entire world, Brother Donnie. And and this time of the year, this is what I'm pressing for us today that we would take this time to reflect on what's happening in our life in 2018. And I, you know, just from the pastor's standpoint, looking out at those of the church that I serve, I I can tell a lot of people have made some advancements this year. I know they have, but you know what? I want to keep going forward. I want to keep pressing and doing more for God. You know, every year they add television programs to the uh, broadcast systems out there, but uh, was there programs added to our life or our music that was added to our life that we previously maybe said we shouldn't watch or listen to? Or have we added more books to our life that would help us. Or, or more preaching in our life. Maybe about all the times we come up and ask for prayer. For change. Did, did we allow God to work in our life and to change us? I'm digging this morning because it's the end of the year. And I want to make sure that we're, you know, at the end of the year, what do they do? They go through their stores and they take an inventory of all their stuff. An in inventory of what they've sold and what they still got left. What do we still got left and what do we still need to buy in our lives? What, what do we still got left that we need to get rid of? And, and what are some new products we could bring in our life to make 2019 the best year we've ever had? This is what I'm talking about today. Now, sin don't hit us all at once. It doesn't generally it doesn't hit us all at once It change us all at once, but it's that. Slow erosion, you know, of putting a frog in, in water and then turning the water on and boiling alive versus just throwing a frog in hot water he's going to jump out. But if you put him in that water and you turn it on and boil him slowly, you can. that's what the devil will try to do to our lives. If we're not careful, we'll find a, a, a way to make slight compromises in our life and it'll, it'll lead us to a, a downfall. Can we look back in 2018 and see where we compromised or were we said, No, I'm not gonna do that. Because all these spots that I'm talking about today, you know, the gray areas in our life or the, the the white and black in our world. We gotta look at this stuff. And we gotta analyze, we gotta reflect on our lives and see, Am I going in the right direction? I mean nowadays the GPS has, has spoiled us to death. Uh, if you're like me, if you got to go somewhere, just send me an address, and we just. If your phone's like mine. Most of them, if you, if you get a complete address, but now you just click on it, and it'll just pop up immediately, and you just go and let it take you there. Come on, I remember the days though when you had to get a map out, and you couldn't have your phone or your G, your GPS sitting up for all the time, saying, "In a half a mile, turn right." They don't always get it right, but anyway. But you have to pull over every once in a while. And you have to get the map out. Make sure you're going the right direction. And a lot of times to do that, you would have to backtrack on a map and reflect on where you've been to make sure you're going in the right direction. And this is what I'm talking about today. If we can just, you know, sometimes we just need to pull over in life. And I, I think that. The end of the year is a good time for that. We just pull over and pull the map out, okay? We just pull the map out and start reflecting and see if it's taking us the right direction. It's going to take us in the right direction, but let's see if we're looking at it right. We got to be careful. You know, did we connect with some people this year that we didn't need to be connected to, or did we connect to some people that we need to get more connected to? John Maxwell, uh, he is a former pastor, writer of um, several, several books, read several of his books this year already. And he said when he first start, took a very large, he, he took a church and he wanted to grow it and make it larger. He said that he uh, he got a hold of 10 of the most prominent pastors in, in America and said, look, would you sit down with me for an hour? And I'll give you 100 bucks. And let me just talk to you. And brother Donnie, that's what he done. He, he talked to him and connected to some people and said, Hey, what are you doing right that I can do? It gives us some people in our lives that you and I could get connected with and say, Hey, look, I, I noticed your your life's going in the direction that I'd like to go. What what are you doing that I'm not doing? And then when somebody does that, we're just honest enough to ourselves and say, You know what? They're doing something I'm not doing or I need to go forward, or maybe the other way around. It's like they're doing something; it's just I'm not where they are yet. I'm on the right path, and and we've got to reflect in our world. We we it can be difficult to look back at things in the past, especially if it affected our identity and it hurt us. But there's important things when we look back. If we take advantage of some of these things, these benefits. It'll move us forward faster, easier. That's probably the better thing—not as much faster, but easier. Okay? It'll make it better. So, I want to bring this to my end today with a few things as we leave 2018 and we're going into 2019. Some things that will that will. uh, Why we need to reflect. Back in order to get us to the future to where God wants us to be. Well, we I think we ultimately want to be. I think ultimately, if you're not sitting here today if you didn't really want to do better. That's just the truth. You folks come break All right. So to me, that tells me I want to do better. But, Brother Donna, we can't always do better if we don't know how to do better. So let me let me help us here. That's so I help us. I promise you, I, this is stuff I've been in myself trying my best to help me. But here, um, so why we need to look back? Because number one is we can shorten our learning curve. You might remember getting a curve in school? You know, it's a curve is something that would help you out, basically, is what it is. You know, like you made a bad grade, teacher would go down to one who made the highest grade, bring everybody's grade up the same amount. So you might have made a 55, and the best grade was an 85. So what they brought is up to 100. Yours would go up to 70. It's that curve. It helps you get there faster. And looking back, that's what it does. One of the biggest reasons we can look back at our past to, uh, to get to where we want quicker is success. It leaves a trail. And we can look for some, some pointers, some clues that that we can find that will help us achieve the place we want to get in our lives. So we look back and we see, oh, man, during this time, I was, I was praying more and I was reading more and I was feeling better. I had less depression. Well, I can look back at that and realize, hey. I felt better when I was doing that or we can look back at it during this time. I wasn't doing as good and we can look at that and realize, okay, when I was doing this, I wouldn't do it. So let me avoid that thing. When I was around this person, I, I felt better about myself. But when I got around that person, it seemed like oh, I didn't like church. I didn't like people or whatever. And by looking at what has happened in the past, we can maybe propel us a little better in the future. When we realize well, this is the people of things that need to be around, and this is the things I don't need to be around. And and also the, the next thing with it, it can, it can help us from avoiding the same mistakes in our life. We all make mistakes. As much as we don't like to make mistakes, they are really the best teachers. Honestly, though. Our mistakes makes us stronger mentally emotionally physically because we don't like to do the same make the same mistakes over and over do we, we really don't I most people don't so if we'd be willing to look back and we'd say that was a flop especially the flops when everybody sees it. Oh, man I won't do that again when we reflect back on that mistake it it makes us it prepares us to do better to deal better and, and We can we can face the present and the future better when we realize it's something I shouldn't have done And, and looking back also it can help us to be excited or anticipate the future better what, What's the saying? history often repeats itself a lot of investment trends and stuff. I'm not an investment, so I got through um, work. We got an IRA or whatever. I don't look at it. The guys, some of them guys call and check. I was like, look, I don't know nothing about it. I'm better off to leave it in that broker's hand. Don't worry about it. Forget it. If I go mess with it, I'll make it worse. But that same, people look at that stuff. They look at trends in the stock markets, and they look at that housings and stuff like that. What house is it selling better and it, with all kinds of people doing do all kinds of different ways you know, products that, that seem to be selling they look at these trends they look at all this stuff they see what's working what's not working and it anticipates for a better future we can do the same thing with our life by looking back at, at this last year we can kind of predict the trends and patterns that's worked and hasn't worked and we can it can bring us closer to what we're wanting in our life well I can look back and say, well, that worked for this one and this one and this one. That all worked for me. See, God's not a respecter person. we got to understand that. God is not a respecter person. And somebody says, why is that person blessed more financially and spiritually than I am? He's not a respecter person. So what he's done for them, he'll also do for you. But we have to follow that principle. That person is blessed financially most likely. The person who pays tithes and gives offerings and gives, gives, gives. That person who's not probably doesn't. That person who's better health-wise is that person who doesn't drink 10 sodas a day and and, and and drinks this and smokes that and does this and that. Well, they got better health. Well, we can follow that trend. History repeats itself. The person in the hospital dying of lung cancer, that's, you know we can look at that person and we go ask, well, why do you die of lung cancer? Because I smoked for 40 years. History repeats itself. We can look at that and think, okay, that'll make me have a better future if I don't do that and when we look back we can build on the things that we've accomplished that makes us better instead of always looking back at the things that didn't go well for us we can use our past to mark down some things that we did do I mentioned Texas I didn't want to say too much about it because I don't just give everything I was going to say away right then but we was talking this week and of course you know Having him so close to us, him and Jake and both, I'm always on them about this and that. You know, hey, you spent too much time on your phone, spent too much time doing this and that. Man, you could be doing this and that and at the same time getting on myself with all of it, you know. But uh, we was talking, driving back from work, and he said, you know, and he said uh, we had a good talk earlier in the week. And he said, you know, we were kind of writing some of that stuff. He said, uh, you know, I, back when I started doing this, this, he said, I, I made a commitment I was going to do this every day. And after a week when I wasn't doing it, well, what's sense? What's the use? You know, we got discouraged. To the point—he didn't look at the fact of what he did do. He looked at what he didn't do. And so many times we look back at the things that we didn't do. If folks, if we could look back at the success that we have made, I want some. I want people to come to church every chance they get. I'm, I'm pastor. Right. I, when people miss, it's like I want people here. It's like I said. i started getting them text messages last night through this morning. Brother Cliff earlier today, I said, I hate Sunday mornings when I get a text message because I'm always afraid to look at who's not coming today." But I'm thankful that you let me know. If you're not going to be here, please let me know. It makes me feel better, too. It's kind of like your kids going out, supposed to be back a certain time, but they don't let you know. That's how I feel, okay? (laughs) Makes me feel better. But the point I'm trying to make here is when we Look at the success, the things that we have done. I told Texas, look, if you want to do better in that area, instead of just jumping right in the middle of it, you know, I'm going to start being a weightlifter. I'm going to get on there and I'm start benching 300 pounds right now. Well, if you've never a 100, how the work you think you're going to bench 300? No. Find some accomplishments in your life, because when we accomplish things in our life, Brother David, it builds our strength. When we start a little, that's what I'm them, about, start doing this thing once a week. When you start accomplishing accomplish that once a week, then you can add two and you can add it three. And we can build on the things that we have done. There's a lot of people that recommend, I don't do it, I'm trying to do better with it, they recommend that uh, keep a log of the good and the bad that you've done throughout the year. A lot of right. For sure, the good anyway. You can go back. Journaling. It's called journaling. I'm trying to do better with it. Well, sure, Sister Cheryl does it all the time. its They recommend you do it. I'm, I'm going to make a commitment to do it more. <laughs> she bought my journal in 2005 for my birthday. And um, I wrote more this year than I did all the years before that. So I'm doing better with it. So I can go back and look at the days I didn't write or I can go back and look at when I did accomplishment. And a lot of the sermons i preach preached this year have been developed on that stuff that I've heard. I'm just telling you today that if we can look back at the things that we have accomplished, it will take us to a new level. It's like saying, if I've done all these things, then I can absolutely do a new thing in my life. And the last thing here, this, and I'll, I'll bring this to close is. When we look back, we can learn from other people's experiences. Instead of just only focusing on our past, we can learn from those who've gone on before us. There is people in this place today, God's giving you dreams and hopes and desires. Find somebody that's done what you want to do with God and let them help you. Let them help you. Because chances are there's people who have already done what we want to do. And we can model our life after them. You don't know where to look? First, let's look at the Bible. Look at the Bible. We can use that insight to help us. We can look at somebody, maybe it's a friend of yours that seemed like they've done good this year. An area that you want to do good. Look and see what they've done and see what they haven't done. I'm just talking today, this this last Sunday morning of 2018 about, hey, we need to reflect on the past that we can let it put us into the future, not keep us in the past. We can't just reflect and look at the past and stay there. We'll look at it and see what it's done, what it didn't do for us, and then let it take us in to where we need need to be in our lives. We You know the past is over, but it offers opportunities for us to reach into our past and pull out some very valuable lessons to use them to create a future that we want in our life. Instead of us avoiding, a lot of us this is this is what we do in the past too. Some live in the past and some avoid it. Both is wrong. We can't live in it. And we can't avoid it instead of avoiding, denying what's happened, we need to embrace what's happening to us. And we'll be in a much better place to improve our results. Basketball, football, baseball, all these stars. I know in particular about basketball. That's one I kind of keep up with more than anything. The coaches, before they play a team, You know what they'll do? They'll pull up a tape where they played somebody else. Something from the past and they'll watch them, how they play, to help them be able to play against them in the future. You don't think the devil don't do it? The devil is a master at reflecting on the past to try to get the future to evolve. He watches you. Every day he's watching you. He's seeing whether you're praying, He's seeing whether you're reading your Bible. He's seeing your attitude towards your spouse, towards your kids, your coworkers, towards people in general. He sees you when you're, uh, nobody else is around, your secret moments. He's watching you. He is watching. He's studying you. He's, he's reflecting on your past to try to dictate your future. So if he's watching us, it would do us well to look at ourselves and reflect on what we're doing with ourselves. He don't sleep either, brother. not. If we don't look back, there's a good chance we're going to miss some important life lessons. And we're going to continue to do some things over, over, and over. And over. I heard Brother I uh, uh, can't remember his name, the pastor in Texas for Bernard's church, Brother Rodney Shaw, that's his name. I heard him make this statement one time. Every year, you know, I encourage you to, to read your Bible. Um, read through it if you can thankful we've been started already again for the new year and I know it's not new year but we have and started it um, but he said this he said how many times are people going to read Genesis Brother Donnie that's what a lot of people do they'll start reading their Bible and they read through Genesis and once they get through Genesis and they get some of the harder stuff it's like oh I'm not going to read no more well that's one unique thing I've seen about the new Bible chart this year it's, it's kind of different it actually has you read through Matthew. It has you read through Genesis, Exodus, through some of the interesting stuff, and then it jumps you to Matthew so you don't get discouraged. See so what they done? No doubt they reflected on the past when they probably talked to people and so said, how come you didn't finish reading your bread chart? They probably said, well, when I got into some of the hard stuff like Leviticus and, and uh, Deuteronomy and some of that stuff, I, I just got bored and just couldn't read it. Well, they probably reflected on the past and they made it easier for somebody to read it in the future. This is simply what I'm saying today. If we can look back at what things have happened, what things have to happen in our life in 2018, we can make 2019 a better year for ourselves. I close with these scriptures today. James chapter 1, verse 19 through 24. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, for lay apart all filthiness, superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness of the grafted word, which is able to save your souls. He said, Be ye doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. You know, he's talking here about hey, you know, there's some things in your life you need to lay aside. You you don't don't need just to hear the word, but you need to actually do it. This is what we do every year. You know, we, we hear this stuff, we say we're going to do it, but we don't do it. But listen to what he says, verse twenty three. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. This glass he's talking about is a mirror. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetth what manner of man he was. What what does a mirror do for us? When you look in the mirror, it does tell you what you look, look like at that time. But it's telling you what you look like based on what happened to you before you ever got to that mirror. You know, you've heard me say this. Perhaps you look in the mirror and you realize you got a little grease on your face right there from where you were maybe looking in, under the car hood and, and trying to do something in there. And you got some grease on it or you got a little bit of lettuce stuck in your teeth from supper. Or maybe you got a little bit of something dripping down your nose. You didn't get wiped real good. All that stuff happened in the past. When you look into that mirror, if you choose to say, okay, I'm not going to do nothing about it. I'll just keep on going away a little. Okay. We've got to be willing to look into the mirror. And this mirror that he's talking about. He beholds himself and goes his way and straightway forgets what mirror the man. This is the mirror we need to look at in our lives. Let this thing, does it doesn't line up with it. We need to let the mirror speak to us about our past. That mirror is going to talk to you. It's going to tell you, gauge yourself off in that. Hey, have I done what I needed to do? And this is all I'm, I'm trying to say to us here today with this. I'm trying my best to encourage somebody. Let's take 2018. The good, the bad, the ugly, Let's just look at it and say, what could I have done or what do I need to continue to do to take me to 2019 to make me be what God wants me to be in my life? As for me, Brother Donnie, there's a lot of things that I've done that I'm going to just keep doing it. But there's some things that I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> you got to be willing to reflect on the past, take us into the future. You stand with me today. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Just ask that we could pray today. Um, We've got someone that's not here today, but those here, I'd like to invite you up to pray and pray at your seat, whichever may be more comfortable for you. And I want to take a, a moment, a time to reflect about what's happened to us this year. What we're hoping and planning to do better for our future. Can, can we do that today? Just... Ask the Lord to help us, to propel us into the place that we need to be in our life. Take us into that place. God, help us today, Lord. Help us in your precious name, God. We love you. We thank you. We magnify your name, God.